you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL podcast is running out of money tags. Oh, really? Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast presented by Head and Shoulders. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> How's that? How's that? It's smart uh-huh. because there's no way litigation, <laughs> there's, there's no litigation concerns, especially if you go with five. I would go right. six maybe oh. just to completely cover your ass. Maybe next week. Slightly just keep adding. Yeah. Maybe more than we're asking for, but keep workshopping that. <laughs> by, by like next season, the entire show will just be hey. Colleen How saying, hey, 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 hey. Be an improvement in some ways. Oh, Greg, we're 12 seconds into the show and you buried the production already. <laughs> That's just Greg's sense of humor, guys, and I like okay. it. Yeah, it's fun. Um, yes, this is the Tuesday edition of the Around the NFL podcast. It is the trade deadline bonanza Ooh. episode. Nice. I think spectacular. The, I think uh, spectacular. I think the uh, the trade deadline finally grew up. It's all grown up. Really? In the NFL. It's a real fun thing now. It gets to join Finally. basketball and baseball. I don't know what's going on in hockey. But now, like the trade deadline football, I feel like, Greg, now it has some legitimacy. It's something where big stuff can happen. Where you can expect something to happen. It actually does. It hasn't really the last few years. It, some years it has, some it hasn't. But I think the Patriots have helped kickstart this. They have yeah. made... Yes. Not just because of not just because of you know the Jimmy Garoppolo trade, which we'll get to, but they have made eight or nine trades this year. I forget what the number is as we're taping this. No one in the NFL made more than six last year, and they were the leaders in six. And now everyone's thinking, "Ooh, trading's the new cool thing." The Patriots. Are that doing. team seems to know what they're doing. <laughs> Shocking. Although a lot of the trades haven't really worked out too well, but that you know, forget about that. Um, coming up on today's show. Oh yeah. So much to get to. We are going to do. We're going to go through the three big trades um, and anything else that that comes across the wire before we finish. Um, winners and losers of each of those deals. Uh, then uh, we have some games to talk about. We have the Monday Night Football recap. 
uh, between the Broncos and Chiefs. Chiefs getting off the schneid. And then uh, the Thursday night football preview between the Bills and Jets at the Meadowlands. Week nine, Mark. We are more than halfway done with the season. Nonsense. What do you mean? We've, t- we've mentioned this roughly 70 times on this podcast. I think about week 12 is the <laughs> midpoint. There are teams that haven't even played eight games. I mean, give me a break. And um, Five okay. weeks of playoffs. It makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Halfway home, Mark, until you're kicking your legs up with a martini in your little back Ooh, shed by I yourself. just had one for the first time in like years the other night. Oh, yeah? How should, was you it? You should just Nothing's stopping now. me from having a yeah, martini I, in I don't think October. I don't think the season has stopped, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's just me. I'm the only one with it, some sort of apparent issue off the field. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Anyway, so there you go. That's today's episode. Happy Halloween to everyone in the States. Uh, it's going to be fun for uh, the three of us with kids. And, and Colleen, you and Gonzo are those type of people that treat your pets as people. So I, I guess you're probably dressing <laughs> well, them up in costumes. No, this is their least favorite holiday of the year, the dogs, because they they don't like kids. Doorbell ringing. Yeah, it's a lot. They get, they get really scared. And I, yeah. I thought you... You know, our friend uh, Neil Reynolds on Sky Sport pointed out, you know, Halloween does take place in the rest of the world, including, you know, you know, Not UK really, though. And, and lots, lots of other If you were places. paying attention to what Neil said, he even, <laughs> called, a, it, not as big. He even called it a little bit ridiculous, I think was his word. We go over the top. That we are, we, as a country, and I love it, by the way, one of my favorite holidays. I like that everyone kind of gets in the spirit. I'm way in on Halloween. You decorate? Happened. Decorate. Um, it was fun when I was a kid. Then in, in college, it was fun. The parties and early 20s, mid-20s life in New York City. So much fun Halloween parties. Now I got kids. There was like a gap from like 30 to 35. Young 30s. Where it was yeah. all over for Halloween. It was just yeah. kind of a little bit annoying. Right. But now it's back all what the way. What a revival. With yeah. kids. I, I like it. the kid aspect. The rest of it. Take it or leave it. Deal with it, Neil Reynolds. By the way, you you're asking Neil Reynolds if, if, the, if the United Kingdom has computers. So you, you do seem to have some sort of suspicion about the rest of outside of America oh, being no. up to snuff. I, I certainly never said that, but it's a good bit, and I like it. <laughs> we got so much to get to, so let's do it. And yes, let's start uh, with, I guess, you know, the biggest trade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Breaking Sorry. news. Whoa. Volume up. Speaking now of computer down. issues. The biggest news, the New England Patriots have traded quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo to the San Francisco 49ers for a 2018 second round pick. Uh, the 49ers announced it on Tuesday. Uh, a bombshell trade, um, I think, uh, caught a lot of people off guard. And to me, yeah, this is when the trade deadline to me went next level when a quarterback, a potential franchise quarterback gets moved and nobody saw it coming. Love it. So saucy. Here's what Bill Belichick had to say on the trade. We probably had, in my opinion, the best quarterback situation in the league for the last, call it two and a half years. Um, It's just not sustainable uh, given the way that things are set up. Uh, It's definitely not something that we wanted to walk away from, and I felt like we rode it out as long as we could. Um, we, over a period of time, explored every op- option possible to try to sustain it. Uh, but at this point, felt like we had to, had to make a decision. Um, Greg, um, your initial thoughts when you heard about this trade, you are a Patriots fan, a second-round pick for Garoppolo. Were you a little underwhelmed by the haul that the Patriots got for Jimmy G? I was because of some of the reports out of Cleveland specifically about 
what it would take to get Garoppolo. Now, if you really looked at those reports over the summer, they never said any team was offering that much, but the Patriots wanted a first-round pick plus or two first-round picks, and you kind of forgot about the situation. Now, the reporting afterwards, it makes a little more sense. First of all, Jimmy Garoppolo and the Patriots were negotiating in terms of a new contract, and the Patriots were pushing hard, all reports indicate, to try to get him to what would have been essentially starting quarterback money, that they would have paid him a lot of money to beat Tom Brady's back him and he wasn't interested he wanted to be a starter he wanted to play and Ian Rappaport our NFL media insider said no one ever offered more than a second round pick plus during the offseason the Patriots thought that wasn't enough that makes sense so why not trade him for a second round pick now all right so let's get into it a little winners and losers of this trade Uh, Mark we're going to start with you give us a winner or loser Garoppolo deal Mm, a winner I will not forget watching the Cowboys-Niners game from a couple weeks ago where the Niners were getting thrashed, and they cut to John Lynch <laughs> oh, no. up in the way up in the booth, top of the stadium. And the look on his face, it said it all. We don't have enough talent. We don't have a quarterback. And, and, you're, and your offseason suddenly is about trying to wrangle Kirk Cousins away from Washington and make that happen. Everyone, Might not happen. Everyone assuming yeah. that's going to happen. John Lynch, wait, to be a general manager and to stick around for more than a couple years, you have to find a quarterback. And he's done it. And he's done it in a way that completely surprised everyone. When we thought, oh, probably Cleveland is the team to get go get Jimmy G. No, this came out of left field, and I think they solved a major issue. They go into the draft now with a right. potential first, first or second overall pick, and it doesn't have to be used at the quarterback position. And you no. also get seven or eight games. He's probably not going to start this week, but you get seven or eight games, and you get the guy in your building to evaluate him. They do have to sign him, Right. But that seems like it will happen. I think one of the losers of this is probably Kirk Cousins. Now, Kirk Cousins, mm. he's going to get paid no matter what, so good for him. Hopefully, but I think that he he loses probably the best situation that he could have landed in, in terms of yeah. outside teams going to the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan. That was what I just assumed was going to happen. And now that's probably off the table. And he's got a good coach in Jay Gruden, but I think the organization, I would take my chances going over with Kyle Shanahan, yeah. who you had a, a history with. I'm going to throw out another uh, winner sure. here. Donald Yee. Oh, you don't know Donald Yee? Oh, not, yeah. We know Yee Bomb. Not the most <laughs> famous agent in the league. Barely has any clients, but for some reason, two of his clients are Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo, which always Do you need a second like client a totally Ridiculous. I just want to call him Yeager Bomb for yeah. some reason. Ooh, Yeager Bomb. <laughs> yeah, Love That's totally it. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, nice Connie. conflict of interest. <laughs> and now he's got the 49ers over a barrel. You gotta give but him. Like, you gotta give him big time money now. What do we know about Jimmy Garoppolo besides those six quarters that he played? Like, I, who knows how good he's even going they, to be? They're in a tricky spot, the Niners, in the fact that yes, now he's in the building, but he's starting from scratch with that team, and you basically get what two months to evaluate him and then decide if you're going to pay him like a star quarterback. Well, that's a little they tricky. They give him the franchise tag. I think if there's if the franchise tag didn't but exist. But then you're paying him like $20 But it's one year. It's a one-year contract. It tells me you that the plenty, Patriots were willing to pay him a ton and they wanted to keep him. They've evaluated him for years. So that's that to me. Well, is and they also, I think they were waiting to see over these last few years if Tom Brady ever fell off. And he and he never did. So at some point, they, they just knew they couldn't keep him. And you do get a high second-round pick. I mean, it's going to be the 33rd or 34th pick. Um, I believe in terms of like a winner, I think the entire AFC East wins here. Mm. I think the Patriots win because they do get, although I thought they would get 
something better. Still a high second-round pick that's basically like a late first-rounder given how bad the Niners have been so far this year. And they remove any of that melodrama around that quarterback room and Tom Brady, the greatest player ever, like this idea that potentially they will have to make a decision uh, going forward whether he's going to end his career in New England or they want to go into it. That's all gone now. Uh, and if you're the Patriots, it's probably a big relief off your shoulders. Let's just move forward to Tom and see how far we can take this. The rest of the AFC East, and I'll say this as a Jets fan, mm. I love it. Not only uh, is Jimmy Garoppolo out of the conference, and he was giving me bad vibes as like being really, really good. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just the Patriots <laughs> thing. But he I had really, a great six, so yeah. seven quarters. He had a great seven. So quarters. now he's out west in the NFC, and the Patriots are now just like everybody else in the sense that there is no succession plan in place right now. There's nothing pristine set up for them. Once Tommy Boy goes off in, into the sunset, we'll have this other guy that we believe can maybe take us another decade. All of a sudden now you're all in with a guy, and again, he's playing just as well as ever. He's going to be 41 next summer, and if he gets hurt, Right. Uh, if he decides he wants, if Giselle convinces him to walk away in a year or two, <laughs> he gets yeah, concussion yeah, or something. If he does start to have a gradual decline because he is a, a middle-aged man now, they don't have anything to fall back on, and you feel like finally you have a little hope. <laughs> Dan has wow. Dan has a glow about him. Totally, you, oh, I calmed down with the glow. You look it's not skeptical, like my- Colleen. No, I just uh, – the Patriots, I just never know what to think with them and Tom Brady and, and the fact that he's still playing right now the way that he is. Maybe he is going to play until he's like 50. But he could get hurt this year, you're right. And then suddenly, like if you have Garoppolo there, you think maybe they can win a Super Bowl or contend for one with Garoppolo. Anything could happen. Tom Brady's not superhuman. And now whoever they bring in, if it's going to be Brian Hoyer, that's – that's off the table. And that's why I didn't understand. I, I saw some arguments like, well, you you know, all this talk and you didn't even get that much value for him. But that overlooks the fact that he was your backup quarterback for, for two and a half years. He was on the team for three and a half years. Backup quarterback is very valuable. That's an, a, a monster insurance policy. I know Tom Brady hasn't gotten hurt, but that's an important position. Like, that's more important than your starting defensive end position. And it's position. a contract year for him. And like, so they got they value do? out of him being there. And if something had happened, they would have had a great guy in the, in place, I think it, it didn't happen. I would I'd look at it more as the end of the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and then la- last, uh, but not least for me, I think the Browns are a loser here because you missed out on Wentz, mm. missed out on Watson. Now yeah. it always felt like Garoppolo. They really had the inside track. They missed out on Garoppolo, and if that report's true, that they have all this draft capital and never offered a first round pick to get him, that to me well the other smell yeah, right. The other whisper though is that Belichick didn't want to give him to Cleveland. That he that he intentionally. Would not allow that. But did they offer him a first? Well, it sounds like they didn't want him. Believe me, listen. The minute this, how did I find out about this trade? Because these guys are texting me. The minute it happens, and it's like somehow it's my failure as a Browns fan, and it's all heaped on me. I couldn't be more frustrated. I don't know how you don't get this thing done. And it's not just forget Deshaun Watson. Everyone in the league could have Deshaun Watson. The Carson Wentz thing is on Cleveland at this point, and so is Jimmy G. But there is you, the Patriots need to agree to ship him to Cleveland, and there are whispers out there that the Patriots did not want him they, going to the AFC or Cleveland. But the Browns didn't want him that much. I mean, they wanted him, but they didn't want him that much. They, they have not. They could have. Got, they, they have not had much, the mood for them. They have not had conviction about any of these quarterbacks, and that it all makes sense in a vacuum each decision. But as a whole, at some point, you got to make a choice because if all they offered was a second-round pick in change. Well, they didn't want him that much because well, the Patriots. I I understand why the Patriots didn't trade him. It's not quite worth it enough at that point. You don't know, you know. And that's how one front office gets swept out of town. And if you're if you're if you're John Lynch, 
you've gotten the guy, and you're, you've extended your life in that front office. All the, uh, Another big loss, though, is your CJ beat hard bit because I feel like that thing's maybe he gets uh, one more start here. Yeah. On the flip side, I was kind of beating that hard into the ground. Ooh, yeah. so hey. maybe, it's, maybe, maybe it's kind of over. Bury that way. bit on Halloween. Um, Good for NFL <laughs> fans that don't have to watch that 49ers offense anymore. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Next, next big trade. Let's move on. The Dolphins. And this one, I I woke up to the alert on the old uh, cellular phone. Yep. Those um, used to annoy you. Are you still annoyed when that happens? Always. Well, right. what was the one that got on my radar? It was like uh, area. It was like Dean Blandino leaves NFL to be a Fox <laughs> sideline booth guy. NFL players weigh in on first like, week of NBA season. You're the insider. What? You, need, you need to be informed of these things. I got I, my own thing going on. Right. I, I don't attach myself to the machine. Mm. I, I'm like like a prime Jay Glazer. I don't know if Jay Glazer is still in his insider prime when he was kind of in his own like universe. That's where that's, you know, by the way, on, mean, on your phone, you, you can turn these alerts off. Just right. I, you know, I made the decision, no notifications from anything. And it oh, hasn't wow. changed my life you, at all. It solved the problem. I just want to know if you're going to throw a Super Bowl it's party a big, like a Jay Glazer, if you are kind of going, trending in that direction. <laughs> Colleen and I attended a couple <laughs> of these Jay Glazer parties, and they were always interesting, to say the least. <laughs> they were so much fun. It's like the best part of Super Bowl. Okay. All right. Let me get back on track here. Okay. So the second big <laughs> trade, the Philadelphia Eagles acquired running back Jay Ajayi from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, both teams announced Miami receives a 2018 fourth-round draft pick in return. Greg, we'll start with you on this one. First of all, your uh, initial thoughts on this deal. <laughs> well, honestly, it was like, oh, it's too bad Frank Gore's not going there because that was what I was hoping for. There was some reports uh, that they were interested. <laughs> the ghost, in hit- no, there was reports <laughs> that they had talked with the Colts about them. But after that, I really? thought, wow, what a great move for not only Ajayi, he gets to go from the, one of the worst offenses in the league to a 7-1, and one, number one seed in the NFC. But what a great move for Philadelphia, who needs a little more in that running game the last few weeks. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt been under, I think, two three yards per carry. Hasn't done anything inside the goal line. And I think Ajayi has really been held down by that offensive well, line in my Let's end. start then with the winners and losers. And I'll, I'll kind of piggyback off that point. The Eagles fans. If you're an Eagles fan, Connie Fox, you're hey! an Eagles fan. Uh, so I'll let you share your thoughts. But I'm thinking as an outsider, you already feel like right now you're, you're in the pole position as an NFC leading contender to get to the Super Bowl. And now you just brought in a guy that a lot of people agree is a workhorse type stud running back to kind of add to a, a position of weakness. As I, nice. as I said last week, it's making me even more stressed out because I don't like how everybody is now like, oh, the Eagles are flying high. Look at them. They're it's a terrific spot because now if they are end up being like a wild card team that loses in the first yeah. round, if you, had told, if you had been told that before the season, you'd be like, oh, that's great. And now it's going to be a huge yeah. disappointment, so probably what will happen. When I saw about Jay Ajayi. <laughs> Greg brings before, it down. I know. It's true. And that's like my comfort zone. I feel better when like everybody is just like, you know, going against the Eagles. And that's kind of my default position. But when I saw that they traded for Jay Ajayi this morning, I thought it was a joke. I was watching Good Morning Football and I thought it was one of their bits that they were doing. <laughs> they got a lot of bits. And I was like, this can't be real. Like, are th- so this means that the Eagles are like, in it, they 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 are they're for real about this, and they're it. stocking up right now for the long haul. Now, I thought that it was weird because I didn't think that they were going to get a running back at the trade deadline. I thought that they were going to go for an offensive tackle, maybe Dwayne Brown. So for me, I, I thought like a loser would be the Eagles' offensive line because they probably needed the most help there. Mm. 
Yeah, I think that's I, you've lost Fair. a key player on your offense, and you're it's, spoiled. It's an impossible <laughs> position to replace. You got. I'm not you, taking the throne of yeah, Eagles. I, I like That's this. It. I like the, I the sort of shrouded in victimhood. Now the Eagles <laughs> exactly. are good. How do I handle? Oh, it? I'm sitting how, here thinking, oh, how, how are they going to block for this all pro young? Oh, they're not okay. Look, if with they go our 23 year old stud they're not going to win. Like that. This is the just expectations what are too high around our MVP candidate. I don't like it. Here's the thing: he's only 24 years old. And he's only due a million dollars total over the next year and a half. So he's essentially a minimum salary player. He, he is paid like uh, a late round pick, which is what he was. They're basically getting him for free. I mean, a fourth round pick is something, uh-huh. but it's not oh, that it's, much. It's very little. I, I mean, I guess some of these trades, the, the, what you get in return is the surprise is always how low it is. I mean, there's a little bit of a red flag on Ajayi. Let's put that well, out there. First of all, he's having a terrible year. He's averaging less than three and a half yards carry. Hasn't scored a touchdown. Clearly, there's something going on behind the scenes for them to give up on a guy that we. I mean, that gets them, my loser, one of my losers for this trade, the football cognoscenti. Mm. Why? This trade and, to me, to a lesser extent, the Garoppolo trade just, again, points out how, like, people that cover the sport, we don't really know what's going on. We think we do. This was not on the oh, And then this oh, stuff right. happened. We never know ahead of time. Yeah. yeah never. But, like, for instance, like, the, the general consensus was that when the Patriots finally trade Garoppolo, if they did, it was going to be for a Herschel Walker type haul, not at that level, <laughs> right. but in like the off multiple first round right. picks in the offseason. It was right. all like, obviously, it wouldn't happen in, in season. Now he's gone. Jay Ajay, we all talked about it at this podcast. All the fantasy community talked about it. this is the best young running back in the football outside maybe David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and Zeke, but he was right there in that next group, at the top of the next group. And then he gets dealt away for 50 cents on the dollar. Or is it? Do we even know if Jay Ajay actually? is as good as we all thought he was. Well, I, the people that know the game, that study the tape, that do football for life behind the scenes, see that a guy that he's not that spectacular. The Eagles apparently have been looking at him. Howie Roseman said today that they've been looking at him since joint training camp practices. I think people love the tape. I think people that watch him and his running style love it. What the Dolphins don't love, and this you don't need any sources on this because Adam Gase is the source. He killed Ajayi after the last game for essentially freelancing and not doing his assignment, not hitting the hole that he was supposed to, trying to break it outside, looking for big plays instead of taking the four or five yards that are there. And that doesn't work. But I trust fo- Pro Football Focus's numbers a little bit. The Dolphins' run blocking has been one of the three or four worst Awful. in the league since Ajayi got there. I honestly think that he's run – the stats may not be there, but when you watch the Dolphins, and it when he's run well, and it's been plenty of games where he still has what he had last season. I think it's a big move for the Eagles, but for me, a loser, because this already was on my radar. The Dolphins were fun to watch down the stretch last year. It was my kind of football. They were running the ball. That's how their offense was engined. And now you've taken away Ajayi off the off an attack that is impossible to watch. The Dolphins' watchability ratings oh have been God. dipping all year. The that's worst. a big loser for me. Anyone that's yeah. stuck watching this team, if it's your job, if you're a fan, if like last week, I'm asked to go watch the Ravens play the Dolphins. They get blanked 40 to nothing. Un- unrewarding. I love this. Unrewarding. Oh, so Dolphins you know fans, you're going to suffer. You had no, Romo. You had Romo. You had Romo. That's why you got to stay home. You know, you, and you know, just handsome Hank, home. you know, uh, Henry Hodgson, who had Jay Ajay, the England dude, is running back. That's all gone now. That honeymoon is over. That's over. And I, I do feel sorry for our overseas fans. Did we you have... just say Handsome Hank was one of the losers of this trade? He's a big oh, loser yeah. in this he's trade. A, he is a raging loser you in this what? scenario. You know what? I talked to him 
maybe the beginning of September, end of August, about this very thing. How exciting is it to you, Hank, that your favorite team has this like foundational running back that's from Great Britain, and what an exciting thing it is. And he, he was honest. He was like, yeah, it's amazing. And just like that, that kind of that goes back to my point. A lot of jerseys. Wiped away. Losers, yep. yeah. A lot of UK fans that's with right. a guy jersey. Oof. We saw yeah. it at the, at the Dolphins game. Mm-hmm. I think you should just get – I don't want to hurt the NFL Lo- shop sales – but I really do feel like you should wait until an entire career plays out. Like, for instance, I don't really wear football jerseys anymore. I haven't been to a football game as a fan since I came to this company. When did you stop? You said anymore. When did you stop? Like, wearing? if I was, before I took the job, if I went to the Jet game, I'd get my old Wayne Corbett jersey out. It's the only uh, acceptable yeah. place to wear a jersey. I couldn't agree game. more. Yeah, but, like, this idea of getting Even a guy early in his career, <laughs> unless he's, like, an absolute superstar, you got to be careful. I think these jerseys need to have a new type of technology where the letters on the back and even the numbers Interesting. are easily added and taken off, so like a billboard. Right, so change yeah. it to Drake. Then like you have your Velcro. Kenyan Drake I mean, jersey. talk about a less There's a winner. Jersey. Fantasy owners of Kenyan Drake. <laughs> on point, though, Handsome Hank, Handsome Hank, Hank's stock has dropped. That guy's Whoa. having a tough autumn. <laughs> uh, right. Our old friend LeGarry Blunt, a loser. I don't know if he'll he's be on the be Patriots in a month. We've been on days that. or what's what's the story? It's all Adam Gase just feels like a general loser in this whole scenario because of the offense. Yeah, but that's a fair point. It's things have gone hill, gone downhill very quickly. Yeah, I saw a lot of like coach of the year teach, candidate. Left. Like this is Adam Gase teaching them him a lesson. I'm like, okay, like, but your team got worse, and your offense, and you're an offensive coach is terrible. I feel like Gase is so, trying to do you, everything out of desperation. He's like calling them out and saying how like terrible they've been multiple weeks, saying that they're like the offense has been garbage. I mean, maybe. I like that he. So many coaches are vanilla. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. Yeah, we need more of that. Um, finally, the other big trade, Dwayne Brown on the move, the veteran left tackle traded to the Seattle Seahawks for cornerback Jeremy Lane, a second round pick in 2019 and a fifth round pick in 2018, uh, rap sheet reported and immediately, uh, Colleen, we're starting with you on this one immediately. The Seahawks upgrade at a major position of weakness. Dwayne Brown, who held out for the first seven weeks of the season, finally came back, was disgruntled. But now they get a left tackle <laughs> that you can actually protect That's their the, star quarterback. That's the obvious winner is Russell Wilson because he's just constantly running for his life. And I don't know how much Dwayne Brown is going to help an entire offensive line that seems to be a mess year after year after year. Got to start somewhere. But, yeah, hopefully it's something for them because Russell Wilson, he's able to do it somehow every year, and he's able to just, like, run around and stay healthy. But I don't know how you can really sustain that. So I think that this really helps them, especially since they're improving right now. That's absolutely true. And for me, the winner is the NFC playoff picture because coming off of, of the game against Houston, Seattle-Houston, that was the most fascinating game we've seen in ages, and it made me believe again in the Seahawks a little bit. Now you've added a left tackle. A, a month ago, I was out on the Seahawks, and I thought they're going to float into the playoffs, and we're going to overrate them. Divisional and round knockoff. It's going to be a very predictable finish. I don't feel that way now. The Forget the AFC. The NFC is stocked with a bunch of interesting yeah. teams right now. And as bad as their offensive line is... Left tackle was by far the worst spot. Reese, uh, Odiambo. Odiambo. They had pro former football basketball fo- players there. I mean, like, for what it's worth, Pro Football Focus had him rated negative 38 in their rankings. That was by far. And then the next closest, <laughs> the next closest person. Did you say negative 38? Negative 38. The next closest player, the 72nd worst tackle in the league, was negative 22. So this guy was off the scale wow. as the worst 
position player at any position. And old Dwayne Brown, who's a big winner in this It's one. only 32. You always <laughs> call, you're like Dwayne a big Brown. calling everybody old lately. Oh, and I oh, just, make okay. it just Greg? What? <laughs> this is a theme all season with Wes out of the picture. I'm getting ages on his radar. every single it's show. It's on his radar. You. It's on his radar. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you more. were born before 1990. No, that's old. Hey, he's a 10-year veteran. He's one of the best Texans of all time. He <laughs> kind just, of is an old. Let me just old make it clear. Brown. We we sometimes uh-huh. comment on you being old. Sometimes this often. is more. Greg has gotten into it's a vocal tick lately, where or a <laughs> conversational tick yeah. where you'll call someone old something or other. Yeah. Dwayne Brown, like not old, that old. Your pal. This is like my old pal. Okay. Like old getting Brown. taken down by the linguist over here. <laughs> I know how to coach old guys. By the way, every time I hear Reese Odiambo's name, I remember that day we all went out and you were singing Alejandro. Oh, yeah. And every time I hear it, I'm always like, Odiambo, Odiambo. <laughs> uh, which turned into Johnny, Johnny Gonzo. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Gonzo. Brown's going to get paid. This was the whole point of him holding out. Right. He wasn't getting paid in Houston. He's going to get paid, I think, in Seattle. Seattle, and he should give just a little finder's fee to old Jadavian Clowney. Oh. See? See what I did oh. there? He's not even old. He, he destroyed... <laughs> See, now you're noticing it every time yeah. you do it. He destroyed Odiambo so badly in that you. game, he almost won it all by himself that I think the Seahawks felt panicked that like we have to make a move right now. By um, the way, Rick Smith, we should mention, got yes. a ton for Dwayne Brown. I mean, he got more for Dwayne nice Brown yeah. than the Patriots got for Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, he got a second, Dwayne a, Brown, who played one fifth, game so far this a year. A second, a fifth, and uh, Jeremy Lane. Who Having issues play. at work, not happy with your employer, skip seven or eight weeks, <laughs> yeah. and you'll come back and everything will be solved. It helps to be like a game-changing talent, which is what Dwayne <laughs> okay. Brown can be. Um, and to kind of put a bow on it, uh, my, my winning point that you guys kind of hit on it, but like... Russell Wilson's a big winner. Russell Wilson's right shoulder. And you, th- you look at what happened with Andrew Luck. The Colts might have lo- ruined Andrew Luck by not protecting him in his 20s now, and we hope that's not the case. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying this is a long-term fix, but now you have a, a true left tackle that can protect your franchise passer. And he's 32. He's old, but he's not old. Um, he's he, a couple of years. He has now. one more year on his deal. Uh, he's going to be motivated. He's going to get paid one more time. And you might have a solution there for five years, uh, three or four or five years. So it's a, I thought it was a brilliant trade by the Seahawks and a nice haul for the Texans. Nice deal. It's everybody. a good deal. It's a little sign of the Texans that they're thinking about the future, that they know this team in a season without J.J. Watt, maybe not a Super Bowl team. I'm not saying they're giving up on the season, but it's, a, it's not a trade you normally see out of a team that's contending for the playoffs. And mm-hmm. one more point that, it is a little bit interesting to me that Dwayne Brown had become the voice of reason or the leader in what was going on with management or ownership uh, involving the comments that McNair made. Like they saying we're deferring to what Dwayne Brown has to say on this issue and how we're handling this. And then Dwayne Brown gets shipped out of I town the same thing. two days later. What's going on in Houston for the rest of the season? It's going to be tricky, I think. In, Correct. It, it does deserve context with that though that he was pretty vocal and the the relationship between Dwayne Dwayne Brown and that front office was quite acrimonious going back to the summer I would say going back even to last year so this was not a new thing where where Brown and the organization were at odds um okay that's that's our um winners and losers of the trade deadline bonanza hey sorry sorry uh bills try to make uh your big trade you know before the you know on trade deadline day, you know you, you shipped Marcel yeah. Dari. It's not gonna get not gonna get as much attention on Tuesday. <laughs> one more loser, by the way, Buffalo apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buffalo. But one more loser, the the fork committee. 
Oh. And as we teased multiple times, we were going to fork some teams on today's show. Well, the loser is the fork committee because these in- insane trades, uh, we had to move some things around on the show. We hope you understand. And perhaps we'll be back next Tuesday. We'll get around by week 16 or so to getting rid of some teams from <laughs> yeah. the playoff picture. My dream of forking the fork. <laughs> alive. Were you behind these trades on some level? You're like a regular Don Yee. <laughs> Yeager, but Yeager bomb, Yeagermeister, sure, could work either way. What a week for ye. Anyway, you know what that sound means? Oh no! Take the podcast earlier. We came back upstairs. Connie Fox not with us, but we need to talk one more big trade that went down right before the deadline, uh, which was 4 p.m. Eastern. Kelvin Benjamin heading to Buffalo. Uh, traded to the Bills in exchange for a 2018 third and seventh round pick. Rap Sheet reports the Panthers once upon a time drafted Benjamin uh, in the first round, and he had really good rapport with Cam Newton almost immediately. Greg Rosenthal uh, had an injury year, then a little bit of a down year, but this year it seemed like he was kind of back to being Kelvin Benjamin, and now the Panthers ship him to Buffalo. It's a great trade for the Bills, but I'm asking questions. Why, 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 why? I do not understand this trade. And I mean that literally. They have reasons, and you would assume it has to do with Kelvin Benjamin's future in Carolina and maybe things behind the scenes. But it's especially strange because they traded him to a GM, Brandon Bean in Buffalo, who knows Kelvin Benjamin well, who was in Carolina with them. And you said it well. He's having his best season. I think he's better than he's ever been. And this is such an erratic offense. And then you just took away your best receiver from an erratic offense. Totally baffling trade. And uh, I did see a tweet here a few minutes ago. Bill Voth from Black and Blue Review ran into Marty Herney, who is operating as their GM this season. And I guess he says two of the biggest reasons that this happened was to get more speed on the field and use a more varied skill set from their offensive players. But I again, that adds so, literally no so what they're saying, context to this. So they're saying, like, we already have a big guy in Devin Funches. We need to get faster. Well, where are these fast guys? Because uh, McCaffrey is not a good running back. He's he's a useful guy in the receiving game. And Curtis Samuel, who they drafted, has not stepped up. And Russell Shepard is kind of a journeyman. Like, where are these guys? They're not on this year's team. And then on the other side, we talk winners and losers of this deal. Tyra Taylor, huge winner here. Uh, again, it's so crazy what's happened and transpired with the Bills. And I hope this story keeps up the, of them as a success story this season because it's a nice story for the NFL. And the idea that when they made that trade and got Sammy Watkins out of town, they brought in Jordan Matthews, it was still very clear that they needed something else, that Jordan Matthews is a useful slot-type receiver, not a number-one receiver. Whether you believe Kelvin Benjamin is or not is up for debate, but he certainly is a guy that can fill that role. He's a quality first. starter at worst. Starter. I just like the Bills. If, you've, if you're a Bills fan, we have a few in this building, they have been <laughs> tough to deal with for so long. Obviously, the league longest the fans playoff the, job. You're, no, you're, no. you're the talking fans about fine. You're, so you're talking about Patrick Crawley's personality. No, right I am now. talking about the, the way team. you put it makes it seem like you're talking about they been difficult. The I would no one with. could accuse the two of you of attempting to like endlessly stir the pot. It has nothing to do with Patrick <laughs> Crawley. The Bills, though, how can you imagine after all you've been through this fan base to see this team going for it? They have a coach of the year candidate in Sean McDermott, and this thing is coming together. I think this is a team that's going to be very exciting down the stretch. I love this move for them. And they, it's funny, they trade away Watkins and Darby to get some picks, and this is the type of thing you can do when you have extra picks. I mean, yeah, you want to load up and take extra 
uh, draft picks when it comes time, but maybe you use it in a veteran trade. Usually that's in the offseason. Luckily for fans, there I mean, we're the winners here. Uh, nice little trade deadline. And yes, that was, that was good. <laughs> um, a couple more things. Thomas Davis, uh, long times Panther, um, tweeted, bruh, with a sad face. Uh, Kwan Short tweeted someone slapping their forehead in disappointment and or disgust. That emoji. I mean, if you're Thomas Davis, if you're Thomas Davis, you're at the end of a fascinating career. You don't want to see the team dumping key members of the offense. I didn't think they could possibly put more on Cam Newton's plate to carry this team. They have no running game, a, a pretty inconsistent receiver group, but they they just did it. And now I'm thinking, how do you defend when Charles Clay's back? Bill's a tough team to defend in the red zone, especially. Benjamin, Matthews, Clay, McCoy. They're trying to end the longest playoff drought in American sports. Like, they're going for it. Now it's time to really take them pretty seriously. And Greg, you're yeah. a Patriots fan. The Bill's creeping up there in that win-loss column, P-Scale. They're in the mix. Mm. Your P-Scale. P-Scale. Where are you on the piece? Underpants, totally dry, no concerns whatsoever. Ten, what a disaster. I need to get my underpants fixed. I need to get my pants fixed. fixed. Put them in the garbage. We need need new ones. These are the the bill about the bills. One. Wow, that is... And one, that is unbelievable. <laughs> well, it's oh, good. stupid is what's in a, in a weird, in a crazy world where like the Bills somehow won the division over the Patriots, which is possible. It's like I would still expect the Patriots to get further in the playoffs. That is called fan base hubris. Yeah, absolutely. Not Greg hubris, fan base. It just it it, it it bleeds hubris. And you know what? From Patriots Nation. That's what you want to call. What it. is it? Pride comes before the fall. Something like that. That's correct. That's where we're at. What, what, what do you want? I, I mean, they won a Super Bowl. I mean, interception won. on the last play. They won a Super Bowl. The greatest comeback ever. What? They don't need to do anything more. But that, not worried about I mean, it. We one, would you like, could have said three, and we'd right. be like, all right, yeah, yeah. But yeah. one's like, that's thumbing your nose at society, basically. All right, let's move on. It's concerning. There you go. There's the trade deadline winners and losers report. Presented. All right, let's do some news. What else is going on in the NFL? All right. Ezekiel Elliott suspended again. Uh, Are you kidding me? How, it's, it's crazy that that's 30 <laughs> minutes into the show. Um, yes. The, the six-game suspension is once again in effect. This coming two weeks after a judge ruled uh, that this ban would be, quote, temporarily restrained. Uh, and now a different judge, an entirely different judge, this judge, Catherine Falia, Falia, Falia? Keep on sure. trying to change the pronunciation. No one but would the know. spelling of the name does not let me change it. Falia? You could do Falia. F A I L L A. No, I don't know. Falia. Kathy F. Kathy F. Anyway, she was on vacation, if you'd believe that. Um, so when she came back, she decided, hey, by the way, now that I'm back from the coast, nice little uh, holiday, I'm going to deny the, uh, the union's request. <laughs> For a preliminary injunction. And what does that mean? Suspension's back, baby. So as of right now, Zeke Elliott is going to be out uh, from Sunday all the way until December 17th. Uh, So that is huge news, uh, Mark, for the Dallas Cowboys. And not good news. I wonder if the Redskins are a little annoyed with Kathy F.'s vacation because they could (laughs) potentially not have had to deal with Zeke Elliott on Sunday. It's it's a complete game changer. We just talked about the NFC playoff picture and the and the, and the boon it gets from Seattle getting a left tackle. Alia. There's an ebb and flow here because now the Cowboys cannot be taken nearly as seriously without their best player on the field. Alia. 
Yeah, and I mean, especially I can't I can't concentrate with these <laughs> Judge your Tourette's F. this morning. Judge Kathy F. Uh, with the Eagles bringing in Jay Ajayi, and they're bringing in reinforcements in the NFC East, and you see uh, the, all of the games that Ezekiel Elliott is going to miss. It's multiple division games, I believe. I'd have to look it at the is. schedule. It is. They also but. are. Three, they also yeah. have Kansas City this week. They're at Atlanta. You know, these are not easy games. No. All right, by the way. Any other judge bits? I don't know what. No more judge bits, but I just do want to do a, a brief timeline of how crazy this is. I would love, and I am not someone that's involved with the CBA bargaining. You might not believe this, but Surprising. I have no connection to it. Mm-hmm. I would love for them all to work things out and be like, hey, when the league decides something, um, let's all just be on the same page and just that's what it is. And that's it. No, no more appeals. It is what it is, and you take your punishment. I know that would never happen, but for football fans, this is exhausting. It's like two a, years in a row of, of, the, of the season being weighed down by endless court. Right, and things. for what it's worth, he's still trying to it's get not an, over. another, another right. long shot appeal, but it, it sounds like this truly is the end for the <laughs> Rest in peace, Hopefully. fair and speedy trial. He was suspended six games. <laughs> he appealed that suspension, and that allowed him to play week one while the appeal was pending. As recently as like a few days before the season started, we thought he was suspended. I think yeah. when we previewed that game practically, we were like, oh, yeah, Zeke's not playing. Then, we, then the suspension was blocked by a federal judge who found that Elliott did not get a fair hearing. And then the NFL appealed that injunction. That injunction was vacated, and that meant the suspension was back. And then a judge named Paul Crotty, a little Crotty bomb, he announced <laughs> that the sus- suspension could not actually be reinstated until Kathy F. was back from vacation. Kathy F. comes back from the Poconos and says the suspension's back on. Right, the most stunning aspect oh of all God. of this is that it, that it, it hinges like every on someone's vacation. Why is Kathy F. even allowed to take you a vacation know why? with a massive... Uh, you know, league shifting event hanging in the wings. I, you know why is she allowed to take a vacation? <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? You want to know why the answer is as, as much as it, it seems like to us because uh, we're so close to it. It's just freaking football, and she's another case. Kathy F's like, excuse me, work life balance going to take control. I got to go back to the Poconos now. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he ain't playing, and um, I think it came out. Uh, the Jason Garrett said. Our guy right now, and attention fantasy heads out there, we're going to ride, uh, it appears, with Alfred Morris. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't sleep on our other there, friend. There were some trade Rod whispers. Smith, Darren McFadden. Darren trade McFadden. whispers around the Cowboys backfield, stuff. too. Um, also, one more update. This one, uh, a really, oh, my goodness, a terrible story yeah. uh, in Chicago with the tight end Zach Miller, who had that uh, really horrific injury. Uh, that he suffered in the end zone, uh, dislocated his knee. And it was one of those worst-case scenarios with a knee injury where the, I guess, the artery is impacted. That was That's the thing that I was like, what? It was yeah. torn. This is, um, this is what ha- happens. That's always the fear when a dislocation is this nasty. And the same thing was the fear with Teddy Bridgewater. He dodged that. But in this case, the artery was impacted, which led to a situation where there was a fear that he was going to lose the leg. We're talking about a guy losing a leg. Uh, but, I mean, thankfully, it looks like right now that after um, a day of surgery that they were able to do what needed to be done uh, to to restore hope that it won't be a situation where he loses the limb. We don't know for sure, but uh, I think it's, uh, it's sad to say, but it's probably safe to say at 33 years old, Zach Miller's NFL career is over, but let's hope he can uh, get back to health and be able to ha- lead a normal life. 
Yikes, that's that's so scary. I mean, imagine being an NFL player like him and then all of a sudden worrying whether or not you would be able to have your leg, let alone play again. I mean, I can't imagine losing a leg, being being anybody, losing a leg. But having performed at that level as an athlete and then not being able to walk or just dealing with those thoughts. In an instant, too. I mean, that you're going up to try to make an incredible catch, which he did make. Yeah. And then an instant later, your your life has changed. And he is a guy, and it's not a guy that we've talked about a lot on the, this show over the years, but he's a great example of perseverance and like what the NFL can be. I mean, he is a guy that was a fifth-round pick that I believe was on practice squads, didn't even really play until he's 25 years old, but has stuck around in the league, ended up getting a pretty nice free agent contract, I think, for $6 million. That like he, He's a very close friend of uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, who's on the on uh, our air as kind of a guy who like worked his way up, never really had any expectations and had a a really great career. Uh, So yeah, we obviously wish the best for Zach Miller uh, as he um, works his way uh, toward recovery. Uh, That's what's happening in the news. All right, let's now move a little later in the show than usual, but this is a different show. Every show's different. They're all precious little, what do they call it? Flowers? Snowflakes. Snowflakes. Yeah. But Snowflakes has been like hijacked into yeah, a different yeah, I don't, realm yeah, now. Yeah, that's not going to fly. Fingerprints? Let's, let's take it back. Let's, all right, we're taking back Snowflake. It's ours again. <laughs> the show <laughs> is like that. Snowflake is what we're calling it. You know. Okay. Every show is. Please put that as like the title for the show. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's check in with the Monday night game between the Kansas City Chiefs and Denver Broncos. The quarterback, Smith, gets the shotgun throw. Downfield, far side, wide open, Kelsey. Over the shoulder, catch of the five. Inside the pylon, touchdown. Oh, my goodness. The Kansas City Chiefs got off the schneid. Second time said that today, not necessary. <laughs> um, the Chiefs got five field goals from Harrison Butker. Uh, Marcus Peters returned a fumble 45 yards for a TD. And, yes, um, the Travis Kelsey show continued with another touchdown. He kills he kills the Broncos every time uh, he plays them. And the Chiefs won 29-19 to in KC uh, in a game uh, in which um, Trevor Simeon, Team Trev, uh, Greg, uh, looked completely overmatched. And after the game, here's what Vance Joseph had to say uh, when asked about his suddenly uncertain quarterback situation. I'm going to watch the film tonight and tomorrow. You know, obviously, like, like most coaches would do. Um, and see, but tonight, you know, our defense played um, winning football, in my opinion. Our offensive line uh, blocked. You know, we ran the ball for 177, and the pass pro was better. But it all falls back to turning the ball over five times. That's that's insane. You know, you, you can't win turning the ball over five times. You know, and guys work too hard, along with coaches and players, to uh, have a big game and give it away five times. It's mind boggling. I love Vance Joseph's. I do too. I, I love his Great honest. Voice. We talked Everything. about honest commentary from a coach, which is rare. I mean, right there. Um, Greg, um, is it possible we're going to see Brock Osweiler starting the next Broncos game? I think it's possible. I think if Paxton Lynch was healthy, we would have seen him by now because the turnovers are everything in this game. The turnover by Jamal Charles and oh. Isaiah McKenzie actually ended up being even more costly than any of Simeon's interceptions, which a few of them were ghastly. Really Those bad. Those led directly to 10 points, uh, the Charles and the McKenzie uh, mistake. So it was oh. like 
Late. Oh, no. That's oh, Team Trev Express. Oh, no. Hate to see it. I think that collided heavily with something. <laughs> the <laughs> body count. It's like they don't have enough body bags. and You know when it's a really bad tragedy? They didn't even have enough body bags. That's the situation we're dealing with. The, the, the Chiefs, really dark. The it's Broncos, dark. The Broncos <laughs> really defense... Dark. The Played. morgue was overflowing. They had to convert a high school gymnasium into a makeshift morgatorium. Is that what they call it? Morgatorium. <laughs> Moratorium. No? Mort- no. Morgue. I mean, mortuary. Yeah, I think at this morgue, point you have right? license to create your own words. So, yeah. Denver's, Denver's anyway. defense is being, is being wasted on this team right now. It's, right. it's a fascinating defense. Uh, it's a, it's a pl- deep playoff level defense. They made Alex Smith and, look bad. Yeah, and they bottled up Kareem Hunt. Nobody's been able to do that. that. That's the thing. Benny Fowler dropped a touchdown. You know, there was a lot of things that went wrong other than just Simeon. Although Simeon mistakes were awful. Like he dropped a touchdown. You kind of watch this yeah. game and you thought the, the two offenses, if you took away the turnovers, were kind of were a draw. But the Chiefs are not going to make that many mental mistakes, and they kind of just let Denver handle. This it. was the kind of game where I. <clears throat> I've lost faith in Denver having any sort of playoff push. You're you're going to be three and six potentially. The Eagles and Patriots next, and there's nothing happening on the offense. hardest three game stretch possible in the NFL. To Absolutely, be at Kansas yeah. City, Philly, New England. Can the, I can ahead. I just say the play call that was the most Andy Reid play call to have the trick play with Tyree Kill where he just throws chucks the ball up for an interception. Like Tyree Kill can do so many things. Like. Why not just have a regular play there? Why why do you have to get cute and do that? Like it right. was You got your Andy Reid stuff just going saying. on. I'm, Save look. for your therapist, Colleen. You, this is my therapy <laughs> session, right? <laughs> um the AFC is kind of an annoying mess right now, I have to say. Agreed. Um because if the Raiders stink and the Broncos are like they're bad too. Then you're putting a lot of eggs in the Chiefs basket, and I don't know if they have the. What about goods the, the Steelers January. are the best team in the NFL? And I think yeah. the Steelers are definitely you know a team opinion. to take serious. I, don't know. But I, I, I think the Eagles have 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 it up there with the Steelers. But Greg, do you at least admit that again? If someone's looking for something different than the Patriots to come out of the AFC, like losing both, and it's becoming clear now, both the Broncos and the Raiders are not re- for real this year. That kind of Eh, that adds a little intrigue. There, there are limited, there are limited options, but I and I know you're sick of me saying this, but the 2011 Giants are terrible at midseason. The 2012 Ravens are an embarrassment that lost 43 to seven to Byron the Dolphins coaches. in week, right. week 14. Yeah. So sometimes things can turn around. Now at this point, yeah, the Steelers and the Chiefs look like the only two teams, and that's kind of been what we thought going into the season. It's been a little predictable that those three teams. Maybe not the Chiefs, but at least a few weeks into the season, they look like a super. I don't think the Broncos are going to make noise this year. I think oh, they have a bad quarterback no. situation. They're in the most disappointing division in the NFL based on what we thought months ago coming yeah. into this season. It is, it is, and there's a lot of primetime games featuring these four teams, and only one of them is very watchable and right could, now. Could could an AFC South team get enough? Maybe, Momentum yeah. Maybe. to go. It's possible. To That's be what I mean. Yeah, a little bit. Houston, if Houston, I don't care what the record is, if Houston gets into the playoffs and gets an, an, a fair draw early on, I could see them challenging any team in the AFC. They just lost another important defensive player to the, the Texans. I, they they I know. sustained a lot of losses. I uh, They're three and four. I, I understand the record, yeah. too. I just think the, well, there's something kind of about them that they could play with anyone in a certain situation. Okay. Any other thoughts? You were so game? high after the Jimmy Garoppolo trade and what that meant, you know, for the Patriots <laughs> kingdom falling, and now you're down again. I'm a little bit down again. Uh, speaking of Garoppolo, we I don't want to skip this because it, it's worth checking in on. Tom Brady 
had an interview with Jim Gray. Greg comes out of mothballs in a big spot. Those two are pals. He's um, he's had a, a paid interview on Monday Night Football Radio, I think, for over a decade. I mean, it's one of the ah. grandest traditions in sports. And Gray also, you know, famously got the LeBron decision. Uh, That's right. Interview. You know, I'm going to take back that mothballs dig. The guy, like him or not, has had a nice career. That Jimmy Gray. Absolutely. Sorry, Jim. Um, <laughs> let's that? let's let's check in he's on what. Definitely not listening. To Tom, <laughs> he's like, all right, thanks a lot, Dan. Uh, colleague that <laughs> I talked to him at the Super Bowl once. <laughs> Very nice guy. <laughs> um, all right, let's see what Tom Brady had to say about the Garoppolo trade. Mm. Tom, it's going to be a lonely quarterback room. Uh, you're going to meet with yourself on Wednesday. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett has been traded to the Colts. Now Garoppolo, who's your backup? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my but, god! Uh, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure the coaches will have that figured out here by uh, by the time we practice. Have you spoken to Jimmy? Uh, no, I haven't. This is Tom, uh, <laughs> Tom, sounds you like okay? you're surprised like everybody else. You often say on this program you're not the GM or the doctor. Are you surprised? Well, you know, these. this is the time of year where, you know, we've been a part of a lot of, you know, trades our team has over the years. And, um, you know, again, as players, we try to show up to work every day doing the best we can do. And, you know, a lot of other things take care of themselves. And, you know, when when other teams want, you know, good players, whether it's coming to our team or leaving our team, I mean, that those are the types of opportunities that present themselves, they come up. So, um, like I said, Jimmy's been a great teammate and a great friend, and, uh, and he always will be. And I, I want nothing but the very best for him. Mm, cheer up. I know he sounds very dejected and down, but I think the last thing that Tom Brady wants to do on a national interview, because he's all about preparation, is to be dealing with breaking news and responding uh, to situations that he has no control but over. But he he's he said it that he spends more time with you know Jimmy, a guy like Jimmy G, than in the season than he spends with his his wife. And that that group, him and Brissett, you got to know Jacoby Brissett's name by the way, Jim Gray. Come on, starting quarterback in the league. Mm. Uh, Put yeah, him back in mothballs. Just saying. Uh, I think they were, you know, it's, you're tight. You're tight with this guy, and suddenly you're literally the only quarterback. It's his friend. You're bummed out. You know, Gray's had a nice career, though. I take it back. Really? I'm taking it back again. Let's talk a little Home Depot Husky tools. Oh, yeah. Ooh. They say in life there are no guarantees. They say there's no sure thing. I don't know who they is. That's what they. That's what the copy says. Checks out. Well, I'm here to tell you that there might just be one exception. In 1924, Husky started making things for people who make things. And they did it with common sense. That meant adding function, never frills, and making tools that stood the test of time. 93 lit years later, Husky is still making quality crafted, durable tools. Correct. And Husky stands by their hand tools for life. So they gave them a lifetime warranty like the Husky ratchet with a 100 positioning, 100 position ratcheting design and 10 percent long. This type of stuff. Greg likes to get in the shed. Absolutely. And he just yeah. rubs his hands together and says, what can I fix today? What can I build? The workbench. What, a, what a perfect sponsor for us. Just a couple of, you know, a bunch of real men. You're doing it again, real I'm things. definitely You're the realest man. You're projecting your feelings about yourself upon everyone Onto else. Onto us. I, I get in the garage. I like to fix yeah, I'm saying on, a, on an overall scale, 1 to 100, I'm putting you guys well below 50. 
I'm the real me. No, that's well, it was unnecessary your, at best. Greg. Your feelings about yourself and your low self opinion does not have to be conflated with. I've us. got the highest self opinion in this room. Where are you, <laughs> Dan, Dan? I Where see you, you as someone that does use. I buy self opinion the problem. Absolutely, I know how to use tools. I can change the tire if I have to. I could pop a lug nut if I need to. <laughs> I'm trying to get a circle saw. Do they make those? Yes, bet they do. I'm Great. just guessing. I don't I know. Mean, just, <laughs> just bragging that you can change a tire. I think. There is no way you have ever changed a tire, is my point. I have. I there have. is no I way. Have. Prove it. Tire with some help. Picks or it didn't happen, Greg. You've never changed why would a tire. I, why would I have picks? Uh, <laughs> no, I did once. I did once. It's like, honey, get a photo of this. You actually, get a spread of photos. <laughs> uh, anyway. Back to Husky. Back to Husky. Oh, the virtually unbreakable Husky flashlight. Love that. Mm. Uh, guaranteed for a lifetime. And to Husky, that's common sense. Anyway, learn more at huskytools.com. Husky, common sense tools since 1924 with hand tools guaranteed for a lifetime. Found only, only at Home Depot. I like the sponsor. Yeah. I like it too. I'm a big fan of the Husky Great. tools. Greg, we'll bring you around. At some point, you're going to come into the club here and see that Husky, it's, you know, lifetime is not too long. I, I think it's a perfect sponsorship. It's durable, <laughs> like this podcast, long lasting. I'm, I'm looking up drills right now, Husky, Husky, Husky wow. brand. Yep. Good job. Yeah. Like a listener just fast forwarded for like 18 minutes and the ad is still, still being still going. <laughs> um, before we get to the Thursday night football preview, um, I just want to say um, there is some breaking news. Um, out of Sessler Manor. And why don't you set it up for us, Mark? What has gone on in your backyard in the last couple of days? Well, if I sounded a little flaky during the uh, Monday Night Football recap, it's because I missed much of the and you contest. Did. Yes, I, yeah. I, I, I really did not have my facts together. I, I missed much of the contest because a neighbor stopped by to point out that through the fence that separates our home, uh, her dog was going nuts because, and then she came around, they could hear a little animal whining and crying. And this was behind, stationed behind a big shed that I could barely even fit my arm around. But I went to the backyard with the neighbor, and what we discovered, and if you're on the video show, you can see it was a little tiny, tiny kitten, smaller than even half my hand, that was stuck under the shed. And so we spent the next 30, 40, 50 minutes, I don't know how long it was, trying to, with, with bowls of milk and water and little sticks, to try to rescue this cat to come out. And bit finally, a bit of a rough grip on the cat in this image we're looking at That is right actually now. my wife, Simone, uh, feeding it, because I think it was probably going nuts this morning after it, it, it had slept in the... In Those are your hands. Oh, my God. No, it's not. Well, we'll talk about that off the air. What? That was they were your hands. That, that was, was not Simone feeding. I was not holding that cat. Maybe someone else was, but okay. yeah, it wasn't Simone. Oh, okay, that. so anyways, the point being, <laughs> the, the cat now, the cat now is like we're hoping that the mom comes back, but it will not. It's not not Simone suddenly with the the hands of a 1987 <laughs> Bill Lambier. I don't know. The pictures that you have of this kitten like make it look like this ferocious I know. Monster. It was freaking out. It was really freaking out. And honestly, when I picked it up, Aww. I didn't know if it was if it was a cat. I thought it seemed like it looked like a Yeah, this a, you were out there, you know, saving the cat while the Jimmy G, when the Jimmy G trade happened and your response after a few backs back and forth where you were getting increasingly annoyed about the Browns was, I just saved a tiny kitten trapped in her yard. Don't care about Browns narratives anymore. <laughs> That's right. And well, and by, and again, hey, cats, come back to us a little bit. You know, you know who wouldn't leave behind their baby? A dog. A female dog mm. would come back and make sure 
um, the the puppy was okay. Uh, that's an indictment of the entire cat. That's a lot of Ravio. But we don't know what's happened to the mom. The we don't know what's going on in the mom's life right now, Dan. Unless she is passed away on the side of a road. Total La Ravio Magnifico on cats. And I'm not afraid to say that. I'll take on the entire cat. I'm not a cat person at all. I, in fact, I don't trust cats, and I typically don't trust uh, at least some cat owners. But this cat was it made me feel a little bit differently. Have you named it yet? No. We were thinking that... We were thinking, actually, Christian, Christian, our producer. Dan and Mark going after Big Cat in a big way. <laughs> he was suggesting, I think you suggested the same last night, that maybe the listeners could offer a name. Mm. Oh, I love that Or idea. adopt it, right? It, yeah, because I'm also deeply allergic to cats, so it's not going to be staying at my house long term. I'm definitely going to bring home a cat. Well, I love cats. John's going to be so great. mad. <laughs> <laughs> what was the ha- Hey, Christian, what was the hashtag that you had thought of? kind of liked it. The hashtag that you had thought of uh, for naming this cat? I think he said ATN cat. Oh, that's good. That's hashtag good. ATN cat. Um, if you can offer up some cat names. Uh, and I don't know, Mark, you could, I'll leave it up to you if you want to maybe open up uh, the possibility of an adoption scenario if you live in oh. the Los Angeles area. I don't know. Yeah, I would say I'm not going to. You gonna, could like send it FedEx. No, I'm not going <laughs> to ship the cat to like, you know, Surrey, England or something, but I'd be fine if mm-hmm. it's someone wants to come to Just my Just one house. of those like flat rate envelopes. I can't believe you found a black hat cat on Halloween in your yard. It's a little concerning. I want you to send a cat to England for $9,000. <laughs> Well, we have the budget for that. That would send you way up the human decency scale. So I think I'm already up there. I saved an animal in need. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. So there's Catgate at Sessler Manor. Hit us up at ATN Cat. Just ATN Cat. It's very creative. Hashtag ATN yep. Cat. All right. Time for Shoulders of Greatness presented by Head and Shoulders, a Thursday night football preview, Jets, Bills. But before we do that, i got to say bye to Connie Fox. Yes, uh, I will not be oh. part of the Shoulders of Greatness this Is week. this production meeting, this 1030 production meeting? <laughs> 1130. That, 1130 production meeting that important that they can't let you finish the show this week after week? You will have to talk to them about it? Who, should, who do we have to talk to? That's a great question. It's the they that was in the Husky copy. <laughs> Ooh, big tool. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Big Good tool. Good to know. <laughs> yep. All right, Connie, uh, okay. thank you. So for many enemies. It's been real. Today. It's been real. <laughs> it's been real interesting. Uh, there, you, there she goes, Colleen Wolf. Catch her on the Power Ranking Show on Tuesday. Oh. Catch her on Good Morning Football Weekend Edition. Catch her on uh Game day morning kickoff on I Sunday. thought you were going to say catcher on the 2016 Shield team for maybe one game or something. <laughs> one game every two years. Yeah. You also appeared on Pickin' with Damashek last week, also on our radar. Well, I was not invited to this. You're point. off mic, and that ends your, your, your time on the show. All right. Now, Thursday Night Football. Bills against Jets. Bills, one of the best stories in the NFL this season. Five and two. I, I sent a tweet out, by the way, uh, yesterday, asking what would happen in the parking lots um, outside New Era Stadium in Orchard Park if the Bills were actually good. Like, they've been insane for years now, and they've been terrible. Are just people going to start lighting each other on fire? I think, you think the if they're good, step. they'll get even crazier. Just go, it will start going like... okay. Like what is like Caligula? It'll just like it will become just like this like some of that would be illegal, but that's heathen okay. activity uh, at the next level. Pretty, or they're pretty, it's pretty close right now. Or it can go in the other direction, and it could be you know everybody will just get really bookish and sit down with their thermos and have a sip of coffee and have a nice sandwich and then walk in nicely. May, who, who knows? They'll be excited. In other words, Gillette Stadium. <laughs> 
Shots fired against the mall. Ooh, that one hit Greg. He's processing it and he's struggling <laughs> with it. I don't know if that's a shot. Um, I think it's oh, it certainly is a shot. No, it's definitely not accurate. Oh, I like to think it's accurate. The Bills are five and two. Everybody is high on the Bills. They are maybe the the wild card, uh, wild card team in the AFC. If you want to get excited about a sleeper in January, but they got to get there first. And to do that, they got to win games like this against a Jet team uh, that has been tough against everyone they've played. But if you start to look at what's going on now, they're starting to now. Uh, regressed to back to kind of where you thought they would, which is losing almost every week. They're in a three-game losing streak, Greg. Um, <clears throat> and once again, they have not been able to close games. The Jets have been a, a quality team for three quarters, and then it all falls apart. They've been outscored incredibly in the fourth quarter, which I think falls on the coaching staff more than anything else. And the quarterback. And the quarterback. Josh McCown in the fourth quarter is exactly what you thought the worst of Josh McCown could be. Yeah, but maybe game management like that. Maybe that's one reason why he wasn't a starter for a long time. He, maybe. he doesn't play like a veteran. That's fair. So anyway, the Jets can't close out a game in the Bills. Uh, if you want us to really take you seriously, don't go to the Meadowlands on Thursday night and lose. Win the game. Yeah, I've heard some bad rumors about what this color rush game matchup is going to look Uh-oh. like. This is the one that caused a lot mm-hmm. of problems for me a few years ago in terms of my color blind and the other people out there that are afflicted with this terrible disease. But <laughs> this is a game that the, the Bills should roll. I think the Bills are a good team, and I think the Jets, you're right, are kind of coming back to earth. And you're just handing the AFC East over to the Patriots. Of course. I don't know. The, the, the Bills, if they win this game, are going to be tied for the second best record in the entire NFL. Yeah, and you have the Saints, Chiefs, and Patriots over the next month if you're Buffalo. So you can't, wow. you can't fall here. you got to take point. care of business here, and you maintain that record. The key to me, I mean, Buffalo, I like that they are not asking Tyrod Taylor to save the world. They're finally running the ball again. And all year long, they have won the turnover battle. They don't make critical, dumb errors for the most part. And the one thing, though, the Jets, if they've done anything well on defense, is they have, I believe, in five of the last six games, they've had multiple turnovers. They are getting takeaways. They have, they have hung with teams through that. And so you cannot make those mistakes against Buffalo to hang with them in this game. You've got to take the ball away from the Bills. A major problem for the Jets' defense, I don't, as of right now, I don't think Mo Wilkerson is going to play. Yep. And in the first um, five weeks of the season or six weeks in the season, that wouldn't have been a big deal because he wasn't making an impact. But he has looked like the old a great, a couple, Wilkerson yeah, yep. in the past two weeks. But he has, I think, toe, shoulder, ankle injuries. And on a short week, and this is, again, why if you want to argue against the idea of Thursday Night Football existing, it's probably not right. going to play because they played five days ago. Yeah, and and we'll see when the Jets are on offense if the, the Bills secondary, which has been so good, really the difference, whether they get back a couple starters and whether they let Tredavious White, their rookie, who's just been so fantastic, tra- travel with Robbie Anderson, who I think now kind of – Deserves that sort of attention. I mean, he's so sudden. He's got great hands. He can get deep. This is a team in Buffalo that really they pride themselves on not giving up big plays. They're going to make you earn it and go down the field slowly. I don't know if the Jets are that team. I'm, I'm starting. I know the turnover margin feels a little fluky, but it can be fluky for a whole season. Like that's right. this season's mo for this team, and I think they can keep it rolling. This is if, easy. If you are Rex Ryan, you do not turn on the television in this game because <laughs> this a, the Jets are doing something this season that that, that they look more organized than Rex. Ryan. Ryan had them in latter years of Rex Ryan, and you've he's pretty you're a, disconnected from the. I'm Jets sure he is, but you're a Bills. Three years later, the Bills team is basically the Bills are about. We're going to ship away every yes. player that Rex Ryan hung the franchise on, and right. we're going to get better. He's a loser in the trade deadline too, because they trade away Darius, they trade away you know Ragland early in the year, they trade away Darby. It's like here's your best players. We're going to win without them. 
All right, you I know mean, he's I, at home and listen. You I'm know he's at ESPN rooting against to, Buffalo. To go after Rex, it's over. All right. Rex okay, Ryan and Rex. Jim Bray are right. sitting in a room together <laughs> listening right. to this You're show. Right. Saying, That's fair. That's and Doug Whaley yeah, is just as much a guy getting asked on with that stuff. But uh, Robbie Anderson, yeah, he had his first 100-yard gain. He put a move on Desmond Trufant um, that uh, I think somebody on Twitter said it was Keenan Allen-like. Yeah. His ability, he has quick feet, and he has that streak. He has significant maturity issues. I really worry about him uh, right now in terms of whether he's a guy that great hands. control. I like but he has guy. great hands. He's quick. He's fast. He's a playmaker. He was making plays last year towards yes, the he end was. of the season. He was. I remember having a chat with Daniel Jeremiah last year around this time, and he was like, how did the Eagles, because he went to Temple, Robbie Anderson, how did the Eagles, who had no wide receivers this time last year, not see this guy, not have him on their radar. Uh, the Jets got him as an undrafted free agent and um, <laughs> or a late-round uh, pick. I can't remember. But anyway, Robbie Anderson has turned into the Jets' best playmaker this season. Um, anyway, so little fun AFC. It's basically now the Jets, the NFL schedule makers, they, they want to give New York team one primetime game, so they just throw the Bills and Jets on Thursday night once a year, and that's where we are for the third straight. Well, and it, this and is it's an a, NFL it, Network-only game. Right. So I, I, I don't know if we get Romo. I think we still might have Romo for one more. Oh, give me Romo at least. Come on. It's the only chance I get him as a Jets fan this year. I, I think like the first half MVP, by the way, NFL.com slash Saw that. Brief. I, you know, he is the man that's dominated the first half of this season. Tony Romo. Tony uh, Samsonite. Swanson. It's been a tough season. <laughs> Mark, not convinced. No, I, I think Tony Romo has been an utter surprise in the greatest possible way. But it's like, I mean, the bandwagon is massive. And so there we go. <laughs> Shoulders of greatness right there presented by Head and Shoulders. Let's talk Wish. I love talking Wish. All I think about is Wish. Want to save big? Yes, please. Over 300 million smart and thrifty shoppers have discovered Wish, the mobile mall app that connects you to thousands of merchants. Wish makes it easy to shop fashion, shoes, electronics, kitchen gadgets, and more directly from the makers. That way you pay 60 to 90% less than what you'd pay in a, Mark? Uh, In a mall, if you were to go to a store, if you were to go somewhere physical. Store. No markups, no overpay. They even have an outlet section complete with products from amazing brands like Uh, Hanes. U.S. Polo. We got to put them in order. Okay. Champion. Mm. Greg? Atari. No. Wrangler and Hanes. And if you can wait a few weeks for delivery, you'll get lower (laughs) shipping rates than almost anywhere else. No wonder it's the number one shopping app on the App Store and Google Play and the highest rated mobile shopping app in the world. And now for our listeners, Wish is offering all new users a free gift with purchase. But dedicated Wish lovers, because I know you're out there, (laughs) don't worry about being left out. All listeners can get 20% off your purchase by using my code AROUNDNFL. Just download and open your Wish app. Find things that you didn't even know you needed and enter my code. Our code. My code around code. NFL for 20% off your purchase. How about, how about you, you have another week until we do this show. Make a slight edit to the copy. Talk to the people at mid-roll. I'm just reading it the is copy. A, it is offensive to Greg and I and you also to Wes and to Colleen. Mm. And to Read our excellent production team who put a lot of work into this. My show. Right there. I you adjust the says. copy in many other ways to just kind of smooth it out. So my code. Get it right. together. That's it for today's show. Hey, we um we will be back on Thursday uh, with a full recap at the top of the show of Jets Bills. 
Um, and then we will go into the rest of the week nine games, previewing each matchup as we're, we're want to do. That's what we do. That's what we do here on the show. Um, so everybody um, have a great um, Halloween. And there's the reminder that the live stream of the ATN show is 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Mm. Overseas, that's your prob. That's a YP, not an MP. Or, as Mark would want us to say, OP, our problem. Well, except it's not our problem. It is England's problem, and it is Germany's problem, and it is anyone else over there. Belgium, the Emerald Oil, Russia. I don't care who you are. Trinidad. Figure it out. The NFL Pick'em on NFL Network, also on Saturdays at 8 a.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Eastern, and then Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. So there you go. That's it. Let's go. Let's get out of here. So much more to do today. But the podcast is over. Dan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm. Uh, Tiny Box. The old boss, Lindsey Fulton behind the glass, Christian Anderson, till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.